God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And, uh, you know, today I want to talk a little bit about globalism and uh, migration. Because, you know, I, I think a lot of people out there uh, who support globalism or, or don't understand the evils of globalism... Uh, fail to realize, maybe, maybe they do realize it, but um, globalism, a key component of globalism is control. And control is a is real, a real predecessor of tyranny. And, uh, and, and what's happening in the world with globalism is, is that you have a handful of very rich oligarchs that like George Soros or or even the Heinz family, you know, like with John Kerry, and you know, just exploiting their wealth or you know, using like their wealth, like Bill Gates, to to manipulate and manufacture and to fulfill the agendas. For what reason, I, I don't know. I think that all of, all of them are getting more profitable. They're flying more private jets. They're, they're making more money. I mean, all of those people that I just mentioned are richer today than they were when they started giving. Huh? How do you take money, call yourself a philanthropist, take money out of your pocket and give it to, to good causes? as you would say, and end up with more money back in your pocket. Sounds to me like a scam. But globalism, you know, when you take a look at, say, the Paris Agreement, it's, it's wrapped around climate change. In fact, it, it actually fully depends on climate change initiatives to succeed 
And therein lies the problem. The problem is that these globalists, mostly rich uh, white people, um, tend to go to these developing nations like Bill Gates does, spends a lot of time in Africa, spends a lot of time in, the, in, in other nations. And then there's others that spend a lot of time exploiting Asians, Uyghurs, who are in prison camps providing hard labor for the CCP. And, you know, and China gets to be considered a developing nation. You have Paris Agreement that says that the G7 nations really needs an ESG uh, climate footprint regulate regulator to where they could be extorted with taxes if they exceed. And to get further control, precursor to tyranny, is... CBDCs, you know, central bank digital currency. They're really wanting to control you. Edmonton. I just read a report over the weekend. Edmonton is up, has initiated their 15-minute city plan so that you'll have to pay a toll if you want to actually go across town and eat at a restaurant some on some other side of town. Stay in your box. Stay in your lane. And so, you know, my biggest beef with the open borders is it is a component of globalism. It is a absolute necessity to keep the border open in order to exploit the migration that's coming from developed nations that's allowing corporations who finance the politicians who vote for this crap so that they can benefit from cheaper labor. Now, some might argue, well, you take somebody out of Africa or the Middle East or somewhere like that and they're poor as dirt and you you give them $9,000 or whatever it is, you put them up in an apartment and you you re-school them, you, you, you tool them, you teach them a trade, you teach them how to do a certain service, and you put them through a program. And next thing you know, they're working for a fraction of what it would normally cost, the corporation benefits, but they're also probably doing better than they've ever done. So you can make, it, make an argument, oh, that's great. But it still, nevertheless, is an exploitation where corporate corporations are exploiting. They are exploiting impoverished, poor, in most cases, in a lot of cases, minorities, or just people from developing nations, people from poor countries. And, you know, that's kind of, you know, Maybe altruistic to some, but it's also engineering. It's social engineering. How about the young people in America that are being replaced by artificial intelligence, replaced by automation, and now also replaced by cheap labor from developing nations, migrants that are coming from there, 
and coming over here. And it's displacing, it's, it's, it's impacting the job market in such a way that it's troubling. And not only that, it's, it's, a, it's allowing profits, uh, it's allowing uh, spreadsheets to show profits without an explanation of how things are being exploited. It used to be that corporations could pro- show profit even while paying a fair wage. And frankly, also the same party that's supporting, you know, increasing the middle wage to minimum wage to like $20 an hour to flip a burger in in California, it's causing people like uh, companies like In-N-Out Burger who are getting riddled with crime in Oakland to shut down their stores, which is unprecedented. You know, you have inner city D.C. where you have Target and uh, I think it was a Walgreens and uh, and Nine Below or whatever store uh, all closing their doors. And then people like uh, Presley, uh, Congressman, Congresswoman Presley, uh saying that if Walgreens shuts down their store, that's racism. But it's her, it's her pol- the policies she's supporting, particularly when it comes to crime, that, doesn't, that never gets uh, prosecuted successfully because of George Soros' investments in DAs. So they kind of anticipated they kind of anticipated the term turmoil that would occur from migrating the world's poorest and and in many cases criminals because you know we we've he- heard of countries like in Venezuela where they're just releasing their prisons and saying don't stay here get out of dodge otherwise we're going to relock you back up if you want your freedom go to America so we're getting basically the worst of the worst. That's not how immigration's supposed to work. Immigration's great when it works right. It has to have great leadership. Hey, guess what? CBDCs would be great too if it was run by honorable people with ethics and integrity. But it's not. You know, all of these things have the potential for being great. But you have these profiteers and these 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 uh, real snakes like John Kerry exploiting the hell out of things and getting rich off of it, doing it all for money. Al Gore is so much richer today than he ever was when he was a Congress a senator in Tennessee. How? Why? Climate. In every aspect of it, it's just a way to redistribute wealth from the middle class taxpayer who's getting banged up by all this and transitioning all of their assets, wealth, work over to another population. If you borrow from Peter to pay Paul, you could always pay depend on Paul's support. So really, that is the theme of today's show. 
because it's often misunderstood what the, the plague of globalism is really about. I think it's atrocious. And that's what America First is about in my book. America First isn't just about America. America First is about China first. It's about Russia first. It's about France first. It's about Germany first. If everybody takes care of their own, then nobody is going to really have to need that much help. If everybody does the right thing. And so there really ought to be, if there's any kind of uh, benefit to a a UN type of uh, enterprise, it would just be to try to set not global climate standards, but global integrity standards. You know, they, they had the Geneva Convention, for example. And people said, that's a good thing. Torture is a bad thing. So Geneva Convention. If you violate the laws of the Geneva Convention, you'll be brought up at The Hague and there'll be an international court and you'll be, you know, you'll be uh, held accountable. Well, that's where, you know, I think that the uh, type of UN type of thing that we have today has fallen short. They're exploiting minorities through this migration. UN globalist policy and globalist uh, advanced globalist policies. Like the WHO run by Tedros, he's a criminal, has no business exploiting emergency powers called pandemic powers and usurping sovereignty from other nations. He doesn't have a right to do that. Who elected and made him boss? So that's that's really what we're talking about here. If we if we don't have representation and only taxation, I mean that's 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 a recipe for disaster. I'm going to play you an audio clip here about uh, from China. I mean this this is actually instructions in Chinese on how to travel to get to the U.S. with locations and what to say to border agents. It's kind of interesting. And uh, so uh, bear with me while I get the audio queued up here. Let's take a listen. I just got this. This is breaking information from a contact in Border Patrol. Just sent me this. This is a document that was found in Hakumba, California. It's written in Chinese. And a couple things to note. It says where to go. Three different locations. There's three different locations in Hakumba. They've got the addresses here. It tells them what to say. It tells them what to say to Border Patrol. If you go on the back, though, this is what really gets me. It actually has the organization that created this document right there. Al otro lado. It all goes back to the open borders left, training them, aiding and abetting. And we have more evidence of it right here, directly from Al otro lado and the American Bar Association. These guys are directly aiding and abetting. I just got... That's Matt Taibbi, a lifelong Democrat, right? On the border, speaking on behalf of Real America Voice and doing real investigative journalism. So that's pretty good, right? So 
here's a difference between, say, uh, well, I'll get to that one in just a moment. Governments aren't spying on us and censoring us, says the media, but they are. We have caught our uh, militaries, intelligence agencies, and law enforcement organizations violating our constitutions. They must be brought to heel. So this is Michael Schellenberger, one of the other um, uh, people that was involved in the Twitter files. Matt Taibbi was one. Michael Schellenberger was another. Let's take a listen. And they both appeared before Congress. Have you ever heard of the Five Eyes Nations? I confess that I hadn't until I started covering censorship and other governmental abuses of power last year. But it turns out to be something really important. The Five Eyes refers to the intelligence agencies in the US, UK, Australia, New Zealand, and Canada, which have collaborated on spying and intelligence sharing since World War II. Now it appears Canada spread disinformation to other Five Eyes nations after Canada's Justin Trudeau government used the same faked intelligence to illegally frame protesters as violent extremists. The context is the Canadian truckers' freedom convoy protests against the vaccine mandates in early 2022. To get them to stop, Canada's Prime Minister Justin Trudeau falsely claimed they were violent extremists. We won't give in to those who fly racist flags. There is no place in our country for threats, violence, or... Have you ever heard of the Five Eyes Nations? I confess that I hadn't until I started covering censorship. So, yeah. That's uh, the same Trudeau that said that the beauty of uh, communism is it, it gets rid of the red tape. Huh? You know, that's that's really what it's all about is autonomy and executive orders, which is too widely used. This was Ayanna Presley accuses Walgreens of racial discrimination for closing stores in a neighborhood covered uh, overrun by theft. Let's take a listen. Mr. Speaker, Walgreens is planning to close yet another pharmacy in the Massachusetts 7th, this time on Warren Street in Roxbury, a community that is 85% black and Latino. This closure is a part of a larger trend of abandoning low-income communities like the previous closures in Mattapan and Hyde Park, both in the Massachusetts 7th. When a Walgreens leaves a neighborhood, they disrupt the entire community and they take, them, and they take with them baby formula, diapers, asthma inhalers, life-saving medication and, of course, jobs. These closures are not arbitrary, and they are not innocent. They are life-threatening acts of racial and economic discrimination. You know, people throw around the, the word racism way too much. It's insane to, to call that racism. It's absolutely disturbing. And it should, it should really... <laughs> it's... It should end, you know, it should really just stop. Nobody's buying it anymore, but uh, people keep saying it. They think it works. It, I, don't, I don't know if it does. I don't think it does. I would like to think it doesn't, but uh, who knows? Remember Robinson wrote this. It's fairly obvious now the U.S. government is totally compromised. Thousands of leaders are guilty of treason. Hundreds of thousands of government employees are guilty of not defending the constitution and many of many and many of actively subverting and many are actively subverting the constitution yeah 
All right, let's take a listen to two leaders. Our border crisis. One man is president. You have the right to close your own border. And one man is a degraded child looking to blame others who occupies the White House and is screaming for someone to close the border for him. You have the right to close up your border. You don't need bills that complicate it and make it to a level that nobody's going to be able to do it. And the minimum was 5,000 people a day, if that can be right. I, it's hard to believe. That's not all I can do. Just give me the power. I've asked for the very day I got it off. Give me the borders, patrol. Give me the people, give me the people, the judges. Give me the people who can stop this and make it work less. Can you get, it's hard to hear him, but did you hear the difference in the quality of the man between those two people, Trump and Biden? It's crazy how anyone would ever believe that that guy got 81 million votes. It's crazy. Another immigrant is in Congress, Congressman Ilhan Omar. Congresswoman Ilhan Omar um, really kind of committed acts of treason by um, throwing America under the bus and saying America will do what what they're told to do by Somalians. Um, She was talking about this water um, distribution between Somalia and a neighboring nation. But um, she was basically saying the U.S. will do what we tell them to do. And she was basically, uh, it seemed, it appeared from her words that she was more interested in defending Somalia than she was the United States Constitution. Today I introduced a censure resolution Marjorie Taylor Green. Ilhan Omar. And the reason why I did that, and I'll just say this, censure is not going far enough. If it were up to me, we would expel Ilhan Omar and deport her out of the United States. Her comments are outrageous. She's acting as a foreign agent within our very government. She said the U.S. government will only do what Somalians in the U.S. tell them to do. They will do what we want and nothing else. They must follow our orders and that is how we will safeguard the interest of Somalia. She also said, for as long as I am in Congress, Somalia will never be in danger. Its waters will not be stolen by Ethiopia or others. Sleep in comfort knowing I am here to protect the interest of Somalia from inside the U.S. system. Ilhan Omar needs to be censured, but censure is not enough. I'm telling you right now, she's acting as a foreign agent on behalf of a foreign country. Our country is going to be taken over from the inside. She's not the only one. Look at Joe Biden. We're investigating Joe Biden for his family getting paid millions of dollars for him acting in the interest of other countries and and getting rich by it. We're talking about Ukraine and Burisma. He got a, a prosecutor, Victor Shokin, fired in Ukraine, and his family took millions of dollars for that. That's acting in the interest of a foreign country. That's being a foreign agent inside our government. We can move on. There's others here like that. Rashida Tlaib, she does everything she can to act in the interest of Hamas over in Gaza. 
She literally voted to allow Hamas terrorists to come into our country. She made that vote along with Cori Bush. Cori Bush is acting in the interest of terrorists. Rashida Tlaib and Cori Bush acting in the interest of terrorists. For as long as this continues and we allow people to serve in our government, acting as foreign agents on the, on the, for the interest and for the good of foreign countries and foreign peoples, our country is not safe. Ilhan Omar needs to be censured. I urge my colleagues to vote to censure her. But I also urge my colleagues that we need to join together to stop foreign agents serving in our government in the interests of foreign countries. We serve the United States of America, and that's it. And that's what we're saying. We're saying, look, other countries take care of your country. Treat your country like it's number one. France first, Germany first. That's what Trump was saying in his UN speech. And that's what he said over at NATO uh, as well. As is everybody needs to... to the, the, see, globalism and multi, multinational corporate, corporate trade deals are, are all dependent on the American economy. That's why, I mean, TPP, when Trump pulled out of TPP and, and Trump pulled out of the Paris Agreement, they ceased to exist. They stopped. Because if America is not involved, then people can't make those, system, those treaties and agreements work. Why? Because America is the richest nation in the world. But it won't be for long. And these agree, these consortiums or these groups, these agreements, these treaties, these pacts fail to work because it's a redistribu- an unfair redistribution of wealth where other countries benefit more than the United States. That's not fair. And that, but that's why they don't exist when America is not in them. Those, those agreements failed to exist. They stopped because America wasn't going to pay their bill. So if America wasn't going to step up and pay their bill, Bill Gates surely wasn't. So that's the, that's the thing. That's the problem right there. So Charlie Kirk writes this. The USCP, uh, the, uh, says the United States Capitol Police, says, well, this is Jake Sherman writing this. U- U.S. Capitol Police says that they will not charge anyone in the sex video incident in a Senate hearing room. Okay. Weird. Just so I'm understanding, Charlie Kirk writes, just so I'm understanding this right. If Jay Sixers would have live streamed gay sex inside the Capitol instead of taking selfies walking inside the rotunda, they wouldn't be charged. Charlie Kirk, Charlie Kirk just wrote that. Now, it's kind of a, the point he's trying to make there is, you know, we have two standards of justice and we, we you know, we can't function as a society with that. So End Wokeness writes, breaking, 150 Democrats vote against a bill to deport illegals caught driving while drunk. What? You could be an illegal, drive drunk, put other people's lives at risk, but hey, you're not going to get deported. To me, it's just 
there's something weird going on here. So this is not America, this uh, uh, person writes on X. This is not America I know and love, uh, that I know and love. This is Joe's America, and it's disgusting. So this is a case where the guy that um, uh, subdued the, uh, but ended up murdering the uh, subway attacker in New York, was this military veteran. He's charged with homicide. But illegals, aliens, beat the crap out of two two NYPD officers, and they got out on cashless bail. Penny says Neely began yelling and threatening passengers, saying he restrained Neely to protect himself and others, but did not intend to kill him. The three main threats that he repeated over and over was, I'm going to kill you, I'm prepared to go to jail for life, and I'm willing to die. Penny's attorney called Jordan Neely insanely threatening. Five suspects in this brutal attack on NYPD officers have been released without bail, arrested and released. So this happened. Yeah. That's it. You know, that's just so not right. Here, let's take a listen to this uh, Fox News report. Just into Fox News now, NYPD making two more arrests, illegal immigrants, and that attack on officers. Those suspects also allegedly stole an officer's cell phone. Well, that'll help them track you down. So a fifth illegal immigrant accused of attacking two New York City police officers over the weekend showed no remorse or regret. He was seen, as you can see, giving his two middle fingers to the cameras moments after being released without bail. Just end- That's crazy, isn't it, folks? It's absolutely stunning. This is, the, this is what's going on in America today. So Florida Representative Matt Gates is rallying his fellow lawmakers to endorse a resolution stating that former President Trump was not involved in an insurrection on January 6th, which could effectively exonerate him from the crime of the congressional record. According to a copy of the resolution, it already has the backing of 27 initial co-sponsors. So we all know that that, those impeachment scams that Adam Schiff was running out of the house was it was just a joke was a scam we all know that very well do we know that so he should have that expunged from his record so matt brackham writes while introducing slow acting poisons to sterilize and kill off useless feeders uh yuval noah harari the senior advisor to the world economic forum writes Now, fast forward to the 21st century when we just don't need the vast majority of the population because of the future is about developing more and more sophisticated technology like artificial intelligence and bioengineering. Most people don't contribute anything to that except perhaps for their data and whatever people are still doing, which is useful. These technologies increasingly will make them redundant and will make it possible to replace the people. So that's crazy, right? That's Yuval Noah Harari wrote that. And he he's a senior advisor to the World Economic Forum founder, uh, Klaus Schwab. So Noor Bin Laden, Noor Bin Laden, uh, writes, the government might have 
have to put sterility drugs in reservoirs and in food shipped to foreign countries to limit human multiplication. Paul Elric, author of The Population Bomb, addressing the United States Commission for UNESCO in 1969. He said that the government might have to put sterility drugs in reservoirs and in food shipped to foreign countries to limit human multiplication. It's crazy. It's kind of interesting, Elon Musk, you know, that he wants the opposite of what the globalists want. The globalists want depopulation. Elon Musk thinks that's an existential threat. He wants a bigger population. Elon Musk does. So that's kind of interesting because Elon Musk also supports the climate change initiative that makes him rich with Tesla electric vehicles because everybody's pushing electric and not combustible. So it's kind of interesting, right? But then it's the globalists that support censorship and Elon Musk is against that. So Elon Musk actually finds himself between a rock and a hard place. It's kind of crazy. Speaking of other woke madness, Aldi stores, Aldi grocery stores, Aldi, the German-based grocery store, promises to break the law and discriminate against straight white people in their hiring. They're looking to hire a procurement specialist and will prioritize everyone except straight white people. (laughs) You got to be something other, other than straight and white. And uh, it says, this is Libs of TikTok wrote this. They're also committed to following the principles of DEI. Huh. Wow. I thought DEI, I thought DEI was illegal and racist too, right? It's discrimination. It's just crazy. So Bill Maher calls out Joe Biden for lying about requiring additional paperwork from Congress to deal with the border issues. So let's take a listen to what Bill Maher had to say here. Part two of the acting yeah. is Joe, is, is Joe Biden you? saying, you know what, if you just give me a new law, a new law, why doesn't the president can fix this? He already has the existing law. And border patrol this, will this is that also right silly. to your face. I need a piece of yeah. paper from Congress to deal with the border. No, you already have that. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So he has... Yeah, he has the law. You know, it's it's sort of like all the laws on the books. We have enough laws. We just don't have enough enforcement of the laws. The new border deal is so disastrous that even when in an emergency, uh, the border patrol is supposed to process or basically let in a minimum of 1,400 people per day, more than 500,000 per year, it is flabbergasting. A single Republican could ever consider this acceptable. 1,400 per day should be the floor for deportations under any remotely viable deal, not not illegal entries. So that's kind of crazy. All right, we got another one. So Tucker Carlson is currently in Moscow, Russia to interview Vladimir Putin and the media is in full panic mode. They're losing control of the narrative. It's pretty sad to see it. But it's interesting as well. So Robert F. Kennedy weighed in on that report. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. He says the legacy media is in shambles because we've caught 
onto their lies and propaganda. Tucker Carlson has every right to interview Putin. We need more transparency instead of less. It used to be understood journalists would interview world leaders, even those with whom we were at war. Yeah, this is the absolute, you know, because, you know, Rupley, Sputnik, and Russian Today were all Russian media that were banned on YouTube. So it's it's crazy. Thank goodness for X right now and Elon Musk for doing what he's doing. So House Republicans just announced that they will not bring the bipartisan center, Senate border deal to a vote in the House. Senator Mike Lee on the bill says the border deal is even worse than we thought. No one cares. No one who cares about our border security should support it. It is a betrayal of the American people. And that's what's happening. Joe Biden falsely claims his student debt cancellation is free, is not costing people, he says. He's wrong. The debt gets transferred to Americans who didn't go to college through inflation and taxes. So basically, Joe the plumber is going to pay for some kids' education and most of the colleges today are indoctrinating young young people with very radical socialist ideas. We see that as a trend and a fact. So we talk about globalism. We know what, what they're trying to do. Here is a... Uh, Here is uh, Malcolm Roberts, always so articulate, talking in Australia. We will expose your global agenda, he says. It's become clear that people in this country and globally have been steamrolled. It is also clear that it has been coordinated globally. It is also clear that it has been integrated, not just over six months, not just over two and a half years, but it has been planned over decades the changes to legislation in this country were done so that they could control doctors and people. But the people are waking, and it's thanks to people like Dr. Altman and all the presenters here today, thanks to people like Senator Babette and Craig Kelly. We know and we knew that this is all bullshit and that we've been had. But we are going to hound you down, the people that are guilty. We are going to hound you down and hold you accountable and we will expose your global agenda so that the people of Australia can be free in the future. Because I love my kids and I'm looking forward to my grandkids. And we are going to save this country. Yeah, I didn't know he said that word. I forgot about that. But uh, yeah, that's very powerful. I think a lot of people need to get that message. So U.S. Congressman Ron Johnson alleges that COVID was pre-planned by an elite group of people at event 201 let's take a listen i mean it's it's just extraordinary to me again another globalist initiative that got carried out in the media paid for by blackrock and others that are all part of the world economic forum society and the support in support of the globalist agenda let's take a listen uh you know the government was working with social media 
to amplify lies and suppress truth and has been doing so repeatedly. Why couldn't the American people know that, you know, there were other alternatives to treat COVID? Why, why can't the American people know that there were side effects with the vaccine? This is all pre-planned by an elite group of people. That's what I'm talking about. Event 201 that occurred in late 2019 prior to the rest of us knowing about this pandemic. Again, yeah. yeah this is very concerning in terms of what has happened, what is happening, uh, what continues to be planned for our loss of freedom. Um, mm -hmm. Again, it needs to be exposed. But unfortunately, there, there are very few people, even in Congress, that are willing to take a look at this. Uh, they, they all push the vaccine. Uh, they don't want to you know, be, be made aware of the fact that the vaccines might have caused injuries, might have caused death. Uh, you know, so, so many people just simply don't want to admit they were wrong and they're going to do everything right. they can to make sure that they're not proven wrong. We're, well, we're up against people, a very powerful yeah. group of people here, Maria. But you know, fortunately, you say, what can we do? Well, you know, we do have reporters like yourself, like John Solomon, other people that have the, the courage to report the truth against the mainstream media and against the narrative. But that's the only way this is going to be solved is we need the truth to be exposed. We need more Americans to listen to the truth, to be exposed to the truth, to pull their heads out of the sand, quite honestly, open up their eyes and understand what has happened in this country. We are going down a very dangerous path, but as a path is being laid out and planned by an elite group of people that want to take total control over our lives. And that's what they're doing bit by bit. They do it by increasing ma you know, massive government spending, increasing the size of government, uh, take over of the WHO. These amendments that are coming up uh, that are going to be voted on in 2024 on the WHO are frightening, and they, they really risk taking away all of our sovereignty. Uh, people have to awake, awaken to the dangers of the moment. I mean, obviously, we're increasing our debt, which means that the government is bigger than the entire GDP. We don't make enough money to pay the bill. So the government's actually bigger than the people. That's never what the founding fathers intended. So there's new evidence provided by the Gateway Pundit and also provided by Michigan's dishonest. Uh, there's new evidence provided by Michigan's dishonest Secretary of State reveals hundreds of individuals cast more than one vote under the same voter ID in 2020, in 2022, and in 2023 elections. Why hasn't anyone been prosecuted? So this is a, a Gateway Pundit article that just came out. It says, before you read a single word of this report, it's important to point out that double voting in the state of Michigan is a felony offense. So let's take a listen. There's a YouTube right here. I'm going to take a quick listen to this. Hi, I'm Attorney General Dana Nussel. And I'm Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson. Now, some of you might have heard that President Trump suggested that voters test our election system by voting twice, both in absentee and then again in person. But let me make this perfectly clear. Voting twice is illegal, no matter who tells you to do it. The president's idea is a great idea only for people who are looking to go to jail. My office will prosecute to the fullest extent of the law anyone who intentionally violates our election laws. There's also no reason at all for voters to test Michigan's election system 
because it has been tested by three successful elections already this year. And in every single one of them, it has proven that it is absolutely safe and secure. All right. So that's what Gateway Pundit put that YouTube out um, to support. It says only two months before the 2020 election, Michigan's politically motivated attorney general uh, that you just heard warned uh, voters they would be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. Michigan's crooked secretary of state, who you just heard as well, joined Nestle, uh, warning Michigan voters against committing voter fraud. Okay. The warning shot fired by the politically motivated Democrat duo came on the heels of President Trump suggesting that voters who submit ballots by mail show, should show up to their polling locations to make sure they, their ballot was tabulated. The funny thing is that there were very few prosecutions related to voter fraud in the state of Michigan in 2020, including prosecutions. Why? Were so few people prosecuted because despite uh, the ease with which volunteers with with check my vote have been able to identify voter fraud by pouring through 8.2 million voter records and over 54 million voter history records, Michigan's top election official doesn't have any interest in finding individuals committing voter fraud. That's what they're saying. So this is a fairly long article, but they have new evidence. Again, the headline here is new evidence provided by Michigan dishonest SOS. Secretary of State reveals hundreds of individuals cast more than one vote under same voter ID in 2020, 2022, 2023 elections. Why hasn't anyone been prosecuted? Hmm. All right. So we got a couple more things here to share with you. I'm really loving this guy from Argentina, Millet. He's really turning things around. El Salvador had an, uh, a new election, and the guy won in the landslide, 85%. He's the one that cracked down on crime and dropped crime by like 90%. So that was all great as well. So um, here we got this. This woman writes, Amy Therese says, a pathway to citizenship for our nation's 11 million undocumented immigrants is the only way to maintain Democrats' electoral strength in the future. Center for American Progress 2013, she said that. And that was 2013 that that was said. And uh, Elon Musk retweeted that and said, it was always the plan. Always the plan. All right, so Trump gave an interview with Maria Bartiroma. And uh, let's take a listen to this. Now you've said you don't even think that's who you're going to face off in November. Is I don't he going to be so. the nominee? Uh, personally, I don't think so. With he all doesn't think he's going to face Joe Biden. I don't know. I mean, I really don't know. Well, I, Gavin I watch, right out of central casting. Well, How about Gavin? Is, How are you a lot of people think it's going to be Michelle Obama. Uh, others think it might be Gavin Newsom. You're going to hear this little excerpt about Gavin Newsom right right here right now against Gavin I, I'll tell you what uh, because he's he's so much b- 
He wants to say how wonderful it it's doing horribly. His state California. is doing horribly. You look at the homeless problem. You look at the people that are leaving. You have companies that are leaving. They're all leaving for other locations. I think Gavin's easy because California is a disaster. He has been a horrible governor. What now you've said. Right. I, I, I agree with that statement. Let's take a listen to this. Uh, this was uh, and, and Colin Rugg reposted this. He says Donald Trump says he wants to hold a massive rally in Madison Square Garden or the Bronx suggests he can win New York. Wow. That's kind of bold, right? Let's take a listen. The Republican Party under Trump has become a tremendous success. Are you going to be able to flip blue states like a New York and a New Jersey? There's a rumor you're going so. to do a rally in the South Bronx. I think so. Yeah, I think I will do that. Then I, think what are you going to do that? I think I'll do one maybe at Madison Square Garden, too. I think we have a chance. New York has changed a lot in the last two years. We have migrants all over the street. They're living on Madison Avenue. I mean, they it's nobody can believe what's happened to New York. The people of New York are angry. People that would have never voted for me because I'm a Republican. I mean, they're Democrats. Their parents would never they vote for Democrats. I think they're going to vote for me. So I think we're going to give New York a heavy shot. They're very unhappy in New York, what's happening. And they're unhappy with the crime. You take a look at the crime in New York, it's at record levels. The other thing is, and and very importantly, New Jersey. I think New Jersey can be flipped. I think that Virginia can be flipped. I think that New Mexico can be flipped. And I think Minnesota can be flipped. And I'm not even sure that everything can't be flipped. The Republican... (laughs) That's that's true. I, I... I think he's 100% correct in that. I mean, I think it's very possible. Um, how in the world can anybody look at Joe Biden and say, he's my guy? I, I don't get that. I, I think this. Um, our country's a mess. Our borders are open and insecure. You know, nine months is a long time. You have a very good chance in that period of time of having World War Three. Because we have somebody that is not doing his job properly. He's not respected. He's laughed at all over the world. He's not doing a good job. I think this. um... So those were the clips that I have for you with regard to that. There's this meme. It's kind of interesting. It says, I love CO2. And it's like a, you know, a graphic. And it's like I and then there's like a leaf that in the shape of a heart. And then CO2. When you understand the CO2 is beneficial to all life on planet Earth, that vegetation loves it, as well as plankton and phytoplankton, and that our greenhouse gases are 95% water vapor, and that CO2 at current concentrations or higher has negligible impact on temperature, compared to water vapor. I don't even think that's correct. I think CO2 uh, fluctuates high and low based on temperature because it, it, it follows temperature. It does not precede temperature. So in this case right here, most of what he said is true, but he's going on the notion that maybe CO2 follows temperature. And I, it reacts to temperature. I mean, no, he's going on the idea that CO2 causes higher temperature, precedes temperature. And I think CO2 follows temperature. That's, that's what I believe. 
So compared to water vapor, and that life adapts faster to increases of temperature and CO2 than it decreases in, in either. Then you will love CO2 for the rest of your life. So, you know, that's the point that he's making. So here, people are moving away from new websites, news news websites. Biggest news websites in the world sees traffic slumps for second month in, in a row, while traffic for X is at an all-time high. All-time high. Traditional media is a direct competitor to X. One of the reasons why they are publishing fake articles targeting Elon Musk. So... The biggest losers are finance.yahoo, MSN, news.google, CNN, Fox News, digital.co.dailymail.co.uk, bbc.uk, news.yahoo, The Guardian, New York Times, and finance.yahoo are all losing ground to Twitter. And I, I that's Twitter's or X, is is my main source for news. It's my aggregator of news. I can find anything that I'm looking for quickly on X. It's a great platform. And as I said earlier in the show, the Canadian city of Edmonton has laid out its plans to become a 15-minute city. You will not be able to eat, shop, or go wherever you please without paying a toll to pay for the infrastructure of making this Orwellian nightmare even remotely feasible. The only way to implement implement it is to install even more surveillance, boundaries, and restrictions on movement. It's a means to control how you live your life. Dystopia is coming soon to a city near you. It gives them license to say, well, the way we're going to go ahead and implement this is put cameras everywhere and we're going to do biotech and bio, you know, bio facial recognition and, and we're going to do uh, QR codes and, and, and fingerprints and all kinds of things. You're going, maybe we're going to uh, put a chip in. You're going to be required to have a phone on you at all times. You're going to have to get this app if you want to get back into our con- your country. I mean, it's, it's all of those things and more that nobody should uh, nobody has a right to enforce and nobody has a right to abide to but hey we're at the end of the show and i want to thank everybody for listening to the scott adams show and uh, be sure to check out magapack.org to find out how we're advancing america first policies to make america great again also use red state over at mypillow.com and we'll see you next time on the radio bye-bye buddy Town in Tennessee, a long way from the suits in DC, but close enough now to see this mess. Where I stand, the mound's getting steeper. They grab a shovel, dig the hole a little deeper, just to bury my kids right up to their necks.